Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is Panthers Insider, an in-depth preview of the week. Kishani scores! On the Florida Panthers radio network, here's the voice of the Panthers, Doug Blayens. Welcome to another exciting edition of the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you this morning talking all things Florida Panthers hockey as always. And what a run this Panthers team's been on as they've rattled off five straight victories heading into tonight's game. The Panthers are taking on the Washington Capitals at 7 o'clock, 6.30. We're on the air with Panthers preview from the nation's capital. You can catch us across the Panthers radio network tonight. So we'll get you set at 6.30, 7 o'clock. We will drop the puck, Panthers and the Capitals. Last road game in the regular season for the Panthers. So uh, the regular season just absolutely flew by, but the Panthers find themselves in a good spot, and that's in a position to control their own destiny going into uh, today's action. And should mention, too, first time in NHL history that 32 teams have played on one day. There are 16 games today. So the uh, Panthers and the Capitals, part of that big day across the league and a big day in the playoff race as well. The Panthers find themselves in that top wild card spot, tied with the New York Islanders and Pittsburgh Penguins are one point back, trying to get back into the playoff picture. Everybody playing today, so lots for everybody to keep an eye on. Let's go back and take a look first, though, at the big win from Thursday night. The Panthers were entertaining the Ottawa Senators at FLA Live Arena. The Panthers were looking for a fifth straight win. It wound up being an important night to keep pace because Pittsburgh won, the Islanders won, the Panthers also won, so it kept everything as it was. As far as that wild card race was concerned, the Panthers picked up a 7-2 win over Ottawa. It was their fifth straight win and a game in which we saw a little bit of everything, uh, not to uh, not in any particular order. The two teams combined for 176 penalty minutes, so there was that. Things got a little bit uh, wild at times throughout. You had a full two-minute five-on-three penalty kill, a successful one for the Panthers. Alexander Barkov scored a shorthanded goal, so you had that. Brandon Montour had a four-point night. The Panthers were a perfect six-for-six on the penalty kill. They were three-for-six on the power play. Alex Lyons stopped 56 of 58 Ottawa shots, his 56 saves, one off Roberto Luongo's uh, over two-decade-old franchise record of 57 saves in a game. So, again, we saw a little bit of everything back on Thursday, but most importantly, we saw a fifth straight Panthers win. And before we get into hearing from a few of the Panthers, and I should mention what's coming up the rest of the show. Ben Raby's going to stop by from the Capitals Radio Network. We'll talk to him coming up segment number two. And then we'll revisit uh, Brandon Montour's appearance on the Territory Talk podcast from earlier in the week. We'll get to that coming up later on in the hour. 
But uh, we'll hear from Paul Maurice. We'll hear from Alex Lyon. We'll hear from Matthew Kachuk following that Panthers victory Thursday night over the Ottawa Senators. In mentioning Thursday's big win over Ottawa, let's get right to the highlights. The Panthers' goals as they aired right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. In goes Matthew Kachuk. Slides it to the trailer. Onto a high slot. And he scores! of it, but not all of it. It trickles through, and the Panthers have the first one, 7.59 in. Brandon Montour opens the scoring. Face off far circle down to our left. Panthers have it off the draw. Montour down to the corner. It's Matthew Kachuk. Far side into the circle. Barkov. A shot. He scores. Top shelf. Power play goal for Barkov. And the Panthers have a 2-0 lead. Out of the zone, Reinhardt. He'll bring it through center. Left side, it's Barkov to the circle. Shot, he scores! 3-0 Panthers, 2 in the game for Barkov. 124 into the second. The Panthers stretch their lead to 3, and that's going to be a shorthanded goal for Barkov with one second left on that Panthers penalty. Matthew Kachuk out to the right point. Barkov, top of the right circle. Barkov, Montour, straight on at the line. A wrist shot, he scores through traffic. Brandon Montour, a power play goal. And the Panthers take a 4-1 lead. Barkov to Reinhardt. Barkov out to the point. Ekblad there, backhand feed Montour. Ekblad, one-timer, save made rebound. They score at Tula in right out in front. 5-1 Panthers, another power play goal. Senators keep it in, two on one in close, pass across, and now Ekblad and Cousins out of the box. The Panthers killed off the two minutes, Cousins on a break the other way, a shot, he scores, Nick Cousins beat him down low. He got by the defense and he gives the Panthers a 6-1 lead, fresh out of the penalty box. Here's a shot from Gus Forsling. It's blocked, gets it back. And now a drive from Forsling, he scores! Tipped on the way, and the Panthers take a 7-1 lead with three minutes to go here in the second period. Gus Forsling let it rip. That may have changed course out front. Fans to their feet here at FLA Live Arena. Brandon Montour holding back behind the Panthers' net, and he is going to just let the time run out here in this one. The final horn sounds, and that's it for this one. The Panthers get a fifth straight win, a 7-2 drubbing of the Ottawa Senators here tonight at FLA Live Arena, and the Panthers maintain their wild card spot with the win. 7-2 on a night when we saw fun for the whole family, a little bit of everything here tonight at FLA Live Arena. Oh, what a night. Oh, what a night it was. 56 saves for Alex Lyon in the win. A little bit of everything indeed that was back on Thursday. Panthers over the Ottawa Senators by 7-2 final score. So Alex Lyon had the 56 saves. Here's what Panthers head coach Paul Maurice had to say about Alex Lyon's big game. So it was so good. I almost felt he made some big saves in the first, but um, it was almost good that he got that many pucks because it was in some ways a change of possessions because they put everything at the net, and that just warmed him up and made him feel really good. Uh, then, then you get into that kind of second period, and then it's a special teams battle, and you get to five on three, and, and big saves there. And I think the game looked like it ended halfway through. It did at 5-1. But at the same time, it got to stay that way because he just kept making these saves at the time. And then you get in a third, and 
Barkov's not going to see the ice, and Reinhardt's not going to see the ice. And even with that, though, the one guy that was dialed in from start to finish right straight through, regardless of what was going on in the game, was Alex, and he was good in all areas. He was just a breakout pass. He had one of our better breakout passes of the night, but I'm happy for him because he's worked really hard, right, to, to be that good. He's... Um, from his first tour up and then coming back in, he comes to the rink even keel, but works very, very hard at his game. So I'm happy for him because he's earned it. it. It hasn't been easy, and he's good for him. And then, of course, good for us. Alex Lyon has indeed stepped up at the biggest time of the season. The Panthers have rattled off five straight victories. Here is Alex Lyon when he was asked about this last five-game stretch after the game on Thursday. It's been it's been great. Uh, it's it's awesome. Uh... Uh, obviously, I'm just trying to do my best to manage the emotion and trying to stay even. Um, I just, I, I would have, you know, things that, you know, I would, I really want this team to make in the in the playoffs, and so that's a motivating factor. I thought, I thought tonight a lot of the guys, uh, I felt motivation for Chucky tonight. Just we we uh, we uh, kind of dropped the ball for him um, there in Ottawa, and obviously when you're playing against your brother and. Um, it's a big deal. So emotionally, I thought uh, the guys uh, really wanted to grind for him tonight. So um, really happy to get the win for him. And uh, uh, just same same message. You just can't breathe and got got to go to Washington tomorrow. And uh, job's not done. I don't know what, what else happened tonight, but uh, job's not done. The job indeed is not done. The Panthers in a race against the Islanders and the Penguins. Two of those three will likely wind up in the two wildcard spots in the East. One last thought on that win over Ottawa Thursday. Here is Panthers forward Matthew Kachuk, who set a new career high in points with the in that win, I should say, up to 105 points on the season. Here are his thoughts on that victory. Probably the longest game I've ever played in. Um, but, uh, you know, we pretty much, I mean, we played with the lead for uh, most of the night, which is always a good thing. And, um, you know, uh, Lion King made some huge saves early just to weather the storm and let us get that lead. And once you got that lead, it was a little bit uh, crazy after that, but uh, very happy and pleased with everybody sticking together and, and showing some team toughness. Yeah, the energy was amazing. Felt like another playoff game, even though that you know they're a little bit behind us. But um, you know, for us, it's do or die game. So uh, the crowd brought it tonight and you know, unreal to play in front of them. I'm so happy I get a chance to do that every home game. Matthew Kachuk, Panthers star forward again, setting a new career high in points. Back to back 100-point seasons for him. His first season in a Panthers uniform and a new career high up to 105 points. Panthers and the Capitals tonight. 7 o'clock face-off, 6.30 Panthers preview across the radio network. Joining us next segment to talk about the matchup tonight, Ben Raby from the Washington Capitals radio network. Coming up later on in the program, where we'll revisit this week's territory. Tory Talk podcast, Brandon Montour stopped by and joined me and Jamison Olive. We'll talk about that, and uh, we'll have uh, a segment from that coming up later on in the hour. But Ben Raby next. We'll preview tonight's game. Panthers in Washington taking on the Capitals right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Let's get back to the Panthers Insider on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you talking all things Florida Panthers hockey. Panthers riding a five-game win streak into tonight's action. Panthers and the Washington Capitals tonight from the nation's capital. The final regular season road game 
for the Panthers as they're in a race for a wild card spot with Pittsburgh and the Islanders currently. So a huge game tonight as the Panthers get back on the ice looking to extend their win streak to six games this evening. And Panthers fans, our new spring collection is here. Score all new exclusive Cats merch online at flateamshop.com. Jerseys, t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and much more. Go to flateamshop.com to purchase today. Well, kind enough to stop by to chat about tonight's matchup from the Washington Capitals radio broadcast. You hear him pregame, postgame, intermission. You see him covering all things Washington Capitals. You see him all over the place. He's Ben Raby, kind enough to stop by here on the program this morning. Ben, thanks for joining us. How are you? And a big game tonight from the Panthers' perspective. What do you look for out of the Washington Capitals this evening? Hey, good to be with you, Doug. We'll see how much of a bounce back the Capitals potentially have and maybe how much pride they have for the front of the jersey and how much fight they have left as they're running out of racetrack with the regular season. A rough stretch here, of course, for the Capitals. Panthers potentially catching a vulnerable Capitals bunch, which this is rare for the Capitals. First time in nine years that they'll be on the outside of the playoffs by next week, and they're going through a rough stretch. They've lost five in a row, eight of nine, nine of their last 11, coming off a blowout loss on Thursday in Montreal at the Bell Center. So they're due for a bounce back, one would think, at some point, given the veteran-laden nature of their team and some of the leaders on the team. But that being said, with only uh, four games remaining, again, they're running out of time to at least put forth uh, a good effort here down the stretch. It's been uh, been a rough go of late for Washington. Ben Raby, Washington Capitals Radio Network. He's here with us this morning on the Panthers Insider Show, talking Panthers Capitals tonight, 7 o'clock. These two teams will meet in the district. And, well, Ben, you can't think about the Washington Capitals without thinking about Alex Ovechkin. And this season has been a season of milestones for him. Seems like that's been the case every year uh, as he hits different milestones. And now uh, his sights set on eventually uh, reaching and passing Wayne Gretzky's all-time goal-scoring record. But just from your vantage point, what's it been like this season? I know the Capitals not in the position, the standings they're accustomed to being, but being able to witness these milestones, how much has the, has the team fed off it? What's it meant to the franchise? And what's it meant to uh, the great eight himself? Well, it's a good way you worded that. You know, how is the team fed off of Ovechkin's chase for history? The Capitals' best month of the season, Doug, was December, when despite dealing with several injuries, the Capitals managed to go 11-2-2 in December, second in the league in December behind only Carolina. And I bring that up because during December, Alex Ovechkin was approaching 800 goals, which he eventually hit that month. He then hit 802 to pass Gordy Howe, sole possession of number two all-time. And as Ovechkin was inching closer towards those milestones, toward those big numbers, there was extra juice and extra jump in his game. There was extra juice and extra jump in the buildings the Capitals were visiting. They had a Western Canadian road trip in early December. He eventually got the hat trick to get to 800 goals in Chicago at United Center, an original six building, a nationally televised game on ESPN. And the team was really feeding off of the energy that Ovechkin himself was carrying into these games. It felt for December, which is typically, you know, around Christmas time, 
Now, it could be a point in the season where a team could potentially hit a little bit of a lull, but it was really an extra carrot. It wasn't an individual thing for Obi as much as it was. It was really a team kind of almost building experience that they had over those few weeks as he was, you know, getting closer towards those milestones. And we've seen that over the years as he's gotten close to big numbers, 500, 600, 700, et cetera. Each time he brings his game to another level, he sort of pulls his teammates into the fight. That being said, looking ahead, 73 goals away from Gretzky. It's going to happen, Doug. He's, he's going to pass Gretzky, not next year, but, you know, based on his pace and his track record, we're potentially two seasons away from that happening. And uh, it's been it's been fun to watch. It, it, there's always a buzz when the Capitals play on the road, and Ovechkin's a part of it. And uh, the chase for history, it's real, and we'll see just how much the team can feed off of that collectively over the next couple of years. Because, again, you look at the fact that they've missed the playoffs this season. They're not going to rebuild around Ovechkin. They're going to try to keep that contender window open and continue to surround him with other veterans, other guys who could potentially make deep runs. But certainly Ovechkin, he seemingly has barely lost a step, Doug. And Ben, in mentioning that, a great segue. Ben Raby from the Washington Capitals radio broadcast kind of stopped by here with us this morning on the Panthers Insider Show. Kind of a, a retooling on the fly being done by the Capitals here. Alex Ovechkin, he's the cornerstone. He's still very much a, an impact player, to say the least. No doubt about that. But Capitals seem to have done a pretty good job finding, you know, a guy like Rasmus Sandin, who seems like he could maybe be finding his way into being a, a long-term fixture. And Dylan Strom, who seems to have found his game and found his stride there as a member of the Washington Capitals. They've been able to bring in some new faces. Uh, what can you say about some of the the new faces who've come in here as a member of the Washington Cap, as members of the Washington Capitals, some guys that look like they are probably going to be uh, around for a while. Yeah. Well, Strom is 25 and Sandine is 23. Great young players get to them in a moment, but just to say they're going to be needing more of them. They're going to get more of them and, when I said a moment ago, surrounding Ovechkin with veterans, you know, certainly guys like Dylan Strom, who is 25, but, you know, you're talking seven years in the NHL, still a young veteran, if, if that makes sense. And they could use a little bit more of that, you know, guys in their in their 20s who maybe haven't necessarily reached the back nine of their careers, but do have, you know, the NHL experience. Nonetheless, Strom's been terrific. They signed him in the offseason, a one year deal. Uh, they were dealing without Nicholas Backstrom to start the season due to off-season hip surgery. And Strom came in. He was terrific. Again, signed him to a one-year deal. They have since signed him to a five-year extension. He's really been the top-line center this year in Washington, riding shotgun with Alex Ovechkin for much of the year. He's established a new career high already. Dylan Strom has 60 points on the year just at the 20-goal plateau the other night. They really like him, and the expectations will only grow for Dylan Strom, and, and he you know, proved to be a terrific offseason pickup. And Rasmus Sandin, yeah, acquired at the trade deadline in a deal with the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, wasn't fitting in well in Toronto, but, you know, kind of a new lease on life in, in Washington where he plays a little bit higher up the depth chart than he did in Toronto. He'll have opportunities to potentially be a fixture in the top four here. That's how his season is ending here as a second pair defenseman with the Capitals. A lot of offensive upside, high event player to an extent. High risk, high reward if you follow. I think there's an appetite to tighten mm -hmm. up a little bit defensively, but certainly very easy on the eyes is, is Rasmus Sandin at 23 years of age. Ben Raby here with us this morning. And, uh, and Ben, one more before we, we let you get going. 
looking at the game tonight, you mentioned the Capitals, uh, a team looking for a bounce back. And I know they're not playoff bound, but as you illustrated, there are a lot of proud veteran guys in that room. They're not that far removed from winning a Stanley Cup just a, a few years back. So certainly not a team that's just going to uh, go away quietly. If the Capitals are going to have a bounce back, what's the biggest uh, What's the biggest key for them? And, and what could be the biggest challenge from the Panthers' perspective against this Washington team tonight? Well, I, I'm curious to see how the Panthers come out, to be honest. Winners of five straight, everything's going well. That was an emotional game you guys had on Thursday night against Ottawa. It was a whole lot of fun. We had a game ourselves, the Capitals and Canadians, but just catching up on the highlights and all the extracurricular activity that was involved on Thursday night. That was a big win for the Panthers. And see, you know, they got to get up now again against uh, a Capitals team, which is eliminated from playoff contention. So curious to see that the Panthers don't necessarily have that emotional letdown, if you will. I would like to think, Given where they are in the standings, the urgency will be there and they recognize what's at stake from their perspective. And conversely, from the capital side of things, um, you know, first off, we'll see who's available. They were down to just uh, 11 healthy forwards in the lineup on uh, on Thursday night. Only 17 skaters they were able to dress due to some salary cap restrictions. They would been without. TJ Oshie, Trevor Van Riemsdyk on the back end has been out. Anthony Mantha was a late scratch with an injury on Thursday night. So I think first and foremost for the Capitals, you want to see who's available, who's healthy. And then from there, um, you know, the power play has been been a bit of an issue of late. Allowed two shorthanded goals against in the loss in Montreal. So certainly the special teams. And the other thing for, for the Capitals, uh, you know, it's cliche, but just to have a good start. I mean, they, they've given up the first goal, Doug, in nine of the last 12 games. They've been doing a lot of chasing. They've dug themselves a lot of early holes. And I think conversely, from the Panthers' perspective, if they could pounce on the Capitals early, given those struggles of late the Capitals have experienced, you know, maybe the Panthers could could potentially get to them early and, and roll from there. He's Ben Raby. You can hear him across the Washington Capitals radio network covering the Capitals from uh, many different angles. You can catch him covering the Capitals all over the place. He's Ben Raby, kind enough to stop by here on uh, on the Panthers Insider Show this morning. Ben, we thank you very much, as always, for your time. Always great to catch up, and uh, we look forward to seeing you out at the arena later on today. Appreciate it, Doug. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ben Raby from the Washington Capitals Radio Network. Kind enough to stop by this morning. Coming up next here on the Panthers Insider Show, we'll hear a cut. From the most recent episode of the Territory Talk podcast, Jamison Olive and I were joined by Panthers defenseman Brandon Montour. So we'll hear some of that coming up on the other side of the break. Panthers and the Capitals tonight from the district. 7 o'clock face-off, 6.30 Panthers preview across the radio network. I'm Doug Plagans. We'll hear a cut from that most recent episode of the Territory Talk podcast coming up next. This is the Panthers Insider Show right here on the Florida Panthers radio network. Time for more of the Panthers Insider on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you talking all things Florida Panthers hockey. Big thanks to Ben Raby from the Washington Capitals Radio Network for stopping by last segment to help us preview tonight's game. Again, Panthers and the Capitals tonight, 7 o'clock puck drop, 6.30 Panthers preview across the radio network. So we hope to have you on board for that coming up tonight. 
mentioned it earlier, but this segment, let's take a look back at the most recent episode of the Territory Talk podcast. You can always find the Territory Talk podcast, floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk, or wherever you get your podcast. This week, Jameson Olive and I were joined by Panthers defenseman Brandon Montour, who's having a monster season for the Panthers. And the first thing I asked him is what it means to play these big games this time of year. Yeah, you know what? This is what we play for. Um, you know, these are big games, you know, every shift, you know, it, and it leads into the playoffs. So um, our goal is obviously, you know, that for the most part. But um, these games leading in, you know, we want to be as sharp as you can to, you know, collect as many points as we can and um, see what we can do. What's kind of this roller coaster been like since December where you guys seem to kind of flip that switch? And then even as early as a couple weeks ago, you got back into the spot, you fell back out. Now you're right back in the mix. Just what's it kind of been like managing the ups and downs of these last couple months? Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's the amount of teams that are still fighting to get in or, you know, squeeze, you know, that extra point. Um, but, um, you know, the start was a little slow for us. Um, we picked it up, you know, towards half you know, half the year. And then, you know, obviously this less a little bit, you know, we're pushing and, um, you know, we're trying to collect as many wins as we can. And, and, you know, guys feel good. So it's, you know, it's an exciting time. And in hindsight, how big was that win against Boston right before the All-Star break in terms of a turning point maybe? That was anytime you play Boston, it's going to be a, a big game and a measuring stick type, type of game. But to get that win and to get it the way you guys did going into a break, it just seemed like that was bigger than your average two points. It definitely changed the mood heading into the break. Um, you know, guys were a little lighter. and um, But, you know, we believe in our locker room, um, you know, especially against those big teams. You know, I think our team comes up big and, and plays that big, you know, a solid game. And um, to get those two points heading into break, um, you know, kind of let, let a little ease, you know, off a little bit. Um, and then just kind of guys, you know, coming off break, uh, had the energy and um, knew what we can do. So I know you, you probably don't enjoy talking about yourself, but you did set a new franchise record for points in the season by a defenseman. Was it special to get that and to get it the way that you did, yeah. that overtime winner yeah. in Toronto, considering how big that game was, how big that win was, doing it in Toronto with obviously a ton of people watching? Yeah. Uh, was, that a, was that a special moment? Uh, yeah, but I think it was more. You get the, you get the record and stuff like that, but you know, as a team, that could have changed our whole season. So um, to collect, um, you know, I think we scored what a minute left in the game there. Yeah, to tie right it up. On, yeah. So our season could be you know in a totally different spot. You know, if we lost that game. So um, I think I was just more fired up, and our team was more fired up that we 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 got the two points there and. Um, especially, you know, how, how we lose four in a row, and uh, we didn't like that. But, uh, yeah, that was a huge two points. And um, the cool milestone, obviously, it's not something that, you know, you you know go into a season and, you know, set that as a goal. But You didn't uh, circle Keith Yandel and say, I'm, I'm <laughs> coming for you, Yandel. I mean, I found out maybe two weeks before, you know, that I was close and yeah. he had it. So um, it's a cool milestone, but, um, you know, obviously that's, that was a huge, huge win. And going back to, to camp, you were, uh, I remember you had a really prophetic interview where you kind of talked about, we were saying, you know, 37 points last year, career high, and you said, you know, that's great, but I feel like with a little bit more opportunity, I can even go beyond that. And now, obviously, we're, we're way beyond that now. Just what did it mean, you know, when you got that opportunity, you know, quarterback in the first power play, and, and you did run with it, and you did kind of find that instant success, and you, you kind of have lived up to your expectations for the start of the year? Yeah, I mean, I set, obviously, high standards for myself and um, as a player, and I know, you know, I have the confidence in myself to, you know, be a big player, and opportunity is huge, obviously, you know, with points and um, numbers like that, you know, you're usually your, your power play one D-man uh, collects a little bit more, but um, it was just, for me, it was getting that opportunity and kind of running with it, and 
Um, I take, you know, our power play pretty serious and, and, you know, I want us to do well and special teams is huge. And, um, you know, if we're, you know, strong as a power play and I, I like how we, you know, we played this year and, um, that's huge for our team. And, um, you know, I put a lot of pride in, you know, being a big part of that and, you know, trying to move that, you know, power play. I know we struggled in the past, but, um, you know, trying to do the best we can and, you know, be a big part of our team there. And you're one of those guys that really, really broke out of the box. I mean, it feels like after a couple of years in the season, you know, teams around the league, they label you say, okay, you know, we, we know this guy's a fourth line grinder. We know this guy's a second pairing defenseman. But you would kind of feel like they labeled you a bit, you know, whether you were in Anaheim, Buffalo, you get here. Even last year, you know, like, okay, that's great with Brandon's doing that, you know, a really effective player. But this year, it seems like now everyone's looking at you in a different way. How special is that to kind of, you know, redefine kind of what you are in this league? Yeah, I, I think teams maybe knew what I could do and, you know, my strengths, you know, offensively or defensively and um, just, you know, about getting on the ice more and, you know, um, teams in the past, you know, we've had top end D-men that, you know, either go out or an injury and, mm-hmm. and then I have to step up for five, ten games and do well and, and then they come back in the lineup and, you know, I kind of get bumped down a little bit, but um, use more of, I guess, a, a depth depth role, but um you know, I think this this year was a year that um, you know I'm 28 years old, but I'm still young. Mm-hmm. Um, still have a lot a lot of game left, and <laughs> um, you know I wasn't worried about you know declining or anything like that. It's all about you know growing, and um, this was you know a year that I truly felt that you know I could you know play a lot and run with it, and um, like I said, I had all the confidence to to do well and. Um, knew that I could do that just about you know performing and doing that you know for us a couple things Brandon off off what you just said there just in terms of the of the preparation year to year you're up over 24 minutes a night this season have you altered the way that you've prepared maybe going into the season or the way that you've prepared game to game throughout the season with with the increased workload does that change the way that you that you've gone about your business uh, maybe a little bit um, in the fact that, you know, we're playing so much and, you know, if you play back-to-back and you're playing 25 minutes, 25 minutes, or, or you know, you kind of ease up on what you're doing, you know, with um, working out. Obviously, the guy behind me here, we do a lot of treatment and, um, you know, Mikey does a terrific job with, with me helping, you know, maintain my body, especially playing a lot of minutes. And, um, you know, that's what it is, you know, and in the summer too, like whether I'm playing – you know, 18 minutes, 20 minutes, or, you know, 28 minutes, it's, you know, I, I come in to the summer and I train hard and, um, you know, I expect to, if I'm playing a lot to be prepared to be ready for that. So, um, you know, I take a lot of pride in the summer to, to be ready for, you know, whatever comes. Well-deserved shout-out to uh, Mike Valsey behind the scenes there. <laughs> yeah, you got him. And you talk about the uh, about the, the power play as well. How much of a of a dimension is Matthew Kachuk on that power play? A guy out there in that who can distribute the puck, and we've talked about it, maybe doesn't get the, the credit he deserves around the league for what kind of a passer he is, but also who has a, a real nose for the net, too. How much has he been an, an added dimension to that power play? Yeah, it's funny. We, we laugh, and I, I've said it to a couple guys. Like, There's a few maybe goals that you know I could have had from the blue line that I feel like every time I take a one-timer or a shot from the point, you know, either 19 gets it or 13 gets it. So, <laughs> you know, which is which is fine with me. You know, they obviously are terrific in front of the net. You know, Sammy and Chucky are... Um, you know, best players, you know, in front of the net or, you know, little place, you know, behind the net or 
um, you know, little plays, in, in, obviously in the bumper roll with Rhino. And, um, but no, Chucky's a great addition to our team. Obviously it shows with, you know, the numbers that he's put up and um, off the ice, you know, what he brings to the team. And, um, but, you know, having, you know, two guys in front like that, that can screen the goalie and play well. And um, like you said, he's got tons of skill too. So if he gets the puck down low, he can make a play to me or bark here. And we got, we got, we're a dangerous power play. You could, you know, we have, you can attack from, you know, anywhere, whether, you know, lately it, I think it's been Eki on the left side or, or Carter um, who can shoot the puck, you know, as you guys know. And, um, you know, it's, it's nice when you have, you know, attack and you, you're dangerous from all areas and, um, you know, having that net front from Chucky is definitely huge. We always talk about Barky being, you know, a humble superstar, but Carter now a 40-goal scorer. He's also <laughs> just like that. He's he's quiet guy, goes about his yep. business. Have you ever seen guys like that that are so good but seem to just kind of just go out there work? And I, they don't really sell you much. They just kind of score and they smile. It, it lets you guys party a bit more, I think, out there on the ice for them. Yeah, you know, we keep it easy with Carter, obviously. You know, he's a crazy talented hockey player. Mm-hmm. He can shoot the puck, as, as you guys know. And um, But he, he's also a guy that, you know, came from, um, you know, the East Coast League. He's worked his way up and... Um, but you see the amount of, you know, work and his work ethic that he does off the ice. And, you know, during practice, we were out there for 20, 30 minutes trying to find other ways to score still, even though he has 40 goals. It's, um, and that's, that's Carter, you know, in a nutshell and how he works and, um, you know, all the, you know, everything that he's, you know, got this year and in the past is well-deserved because he works for it. And, um, you know, just happy to be, you know, part of that with him. Josh Maher has talked about how cool it was to have you here when he showed up because he got here about 48 hours before the season started <laughs> yeah. and, and to have a familiar face is yeah. always is always going to be helpful. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys, you were in the lineup the night he made his NHL debut with the Ducks. Were you guys paired together? Yeah, he played game? with me. He and, played with me, yeah. So um, you, I took him under my wing at yeah. a young age for him. And, um, no, it's obviously when I saw him uh, get picked up by us. Um, I knew how you know funny and a good kid he was back then, and um, obviously unfortunate I guess for the Ducks to lose a player like that. Um, I was kind of confused about it, but um, you know we got a good player and he's played well with us this year. This is kind of his first full kind of season in the NHL where he's played, you know, every game I think this year. Um, and we've talked about it. You know, the amount of especially as a defenseman and a guy, a younger player coming up, the amount of games that you can get and the experience of playing every game, uh, it's tough when you're in and out of the lineup, you know, at a young age, you can't find a, you know, a rhythm or a groove to see what kind of player you are. But I think he's kind of finding his own and playing every game and uh, being a big part of our team. And in mentioning that, like I said, he, he was, it meant a lot that you were here when, when he showed up and you mentioned taking him under your wing. Do you feel like, again, you're, like you said, you've still got a ton of hockey ahead of you, but you're at a point now where it seems like you have taken on a leadership role. Do you feel like you've, you've taken that on more and more as you've gone throughout your career? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, even when I was a younger player, I was always, you know, a guy that, you know, likes to talk and, um, you know, keeps the room light and, um, you know, likes to, you know, talk to everybody in the locker room before games or, you know, whenever it is. But now that I'm getting older, I've experienced a lot more, obviously. Um, yeah, I, I take pride in, you know, being a leader, not just for younger guys, but, you know, the whole locker room as a whole. And um, I think this year, yeah, it was definitely a year that, you know, me playing a lot more and, um, being a big part of uh, or a big role on this team, that's definitely something that I definitely take pride in. And you broke in with some some veteran guys there in Anaheim. Was there anybody in particular that made a, a particular impression on on a very young Brandon Montour coming uh, into the league? I mean, a lot of players. My first couple of years, we had an older, like you said, older team in Anaheim. Obviously, Getzey, Perry, Kessler, um, Patrick Eves. Like the list goes, you know, down with you know Bieksa, 
Boschman, you, know, you could keep going down, but Ryan Miller. Um, but that's just, you know, names I could say off my head. Um, so a lot of players that, you know, you pick, you know, their brains and see how they act off the ice. And, um, you know, Getsy's one guy that uh, night and day, you know, when he comes in the locker room or he steps in the locker room, you know, and he says something, you know, the whole locker room quiets. Just had a presence. You always hear oh, about it's, that. It's yeah. huge. Yeah, his mm-hmm. presence is... Um, you know, especially at a young age, you know, and you don't want to like even for me practicing or, you know, you never want to make a mistake or try to make every perfect pass to, you know, a player like that. So um, his presence was obviously well known and um, you take a lot of, you know, a lot of that and you kind of try to bring that to your, your your own game and your own personality, I guess. You talk about presence and I want to talk about a different kind of presence. At this time of year, just how nice is it to have a guy like Nick Cousins in the <laughs> locker room? We, we talked about the humble guys before. And I feel like he's at the opposite end of the spectrum. What's it like just to have him in the locker room for these games and just kind of keep the mood light, but at the same time keep you guys fired up in this playoff hunt? Yeah, I think there's a handful of us that uh, keep it light. Um, you know, Nick's one guy in particular that you know guys guys like to razz, um, and I and it's all love. Obviously, he can take <laughs> he can take it all, but um, he knows he knows kind of his role, I guess, in the locker mm-hmm. room, and he laughs because I think every time he steps or someone sees him in the locker room or he first comes into practice or a game, someone's sending him a chirp or something. He's like, all right, all right. You know, and that happens every day. So, you know, he, he's one of the guys that, you know, keeps the room light. And, you know, as a group that we have, that's definitely huge. And that's something that we need. I remember we had you on here last year, which we did. We did have you on here last year. <laughs> was it November of 2021? 2021. Yeah, it was a while. So it's, it has been a while. It's been a while. That's on us. That's on us, though. <laughs> Won't happen again. Your weekly guest now will get you on here. Um, but I wanted to go back. Last time we, we had you on for that, we talked about the origins of hockey. But I, we, we didn't ask you about, which I, I did some research and I found, is your lacrosse skills. Mm-hmm. You know, national champion back in the day, the mental cup. Just tell us a little bit about that. You're just a two-sport athlete growing up, and that's that's no small feat to win that championship uh, and be that kind of player. Yeah. Um, people back home take a lot of pride in that. Um, that's a big you know award or a big trophy as a team um to get back home so uh yeah no i played hockey lacrosse my whole life um i was drafted by anaheim and that year i the year that i was drafted yep. i actually played i probably shouldn't have but um we always had a really good team ever since we were you know five six mm-hmm. years old and um always made it to some sort of final or um we're close to winning and i felt like you know not smart, I guess, personally to play, um, but that was kind of my last chance to mm-hmm. to, to win something. And, um, you know, I still follow lacrosse, and I have buddies that play in the top leagues, and um, it's cool to see what they still can do. And um, who knows, maybe, you know, once I retire – if the body can hold up and you know healthy enough, maybe I can slide back in for a year. Well, I saw that, that, that trophy's from 1901. That's older than the Stanley yeah. Cup. That's that's a huge deal. Yeah. Do you do you have a stick at home? Do you ever just pick it up and throw the ball around anymore? Or? Yeah, all the time. Um, not person. I not as much in Florida. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I get home, um, brothers or you know, family or friends, we'll we'll throw the ball. You know. So I, I still have some some somewhat of a skill, but uh, maybe not as much as I used to. Does anything translate? Do you think with, with that in hockey? Yeah, for sure. I think conditioning is one. Um, you know, the way the play the play is the fast competitiveness. I think I bring a lot of compete that you know I have in hockey comes from lacrosse, just because it's it's a battle. If you watch the you know a mm-hmm. box lacrosse game, it's I'm very fast paced, hard hitting. Um, I might get a few more slashing or cross-checking penalties in hockey because of that. But, um, you know, I play hard, and I think that's mm-hmm. something that I 
translate, obviously, from lacrosse. I feel like you're behind the back OT winner you had last year. That kind of movement <laughs> and that kind of speed, maybe a little bit of lax in there. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah hand-eye, things like that. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's a game that I enjoyed playing. Um, growing up, obviously, playing hockey, it's tough because you always, you know, as a young age, you're trying to put on weight. And, mm. you know, that was a big thing is, you know, I was not necessarily the smallest player, but um, smaller growing up playing hockey and you're always, you know, too skinnier. But playing lacrosse and running around every single day doesn't help put weight <laughs> on. So that was one thing that probably could change, but, mm. you know, obviously. Yeah. No, it, it's a whole different can of worms, but I was, I've was i always been one to say, and I'm sure it sounds like you would say the same thing, it's important for kids to play multiple sports oh, yeah. when you're when you're growing up. Yeah. There's so much specialty now. It's crazy because, you know, I've seen players or family members, you know, they specific, you know, play one sport, and it doesn't even have to be hockey, say lacrosse, but it's lacrosse, 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 or just hockey, hockey, hockey. Kids get worn out or... You got. I mean, you know, I have a kid. And you coming. do develop different skills. Yeah, exactly. I have a kid coming, and I want him to, you know, challenge himself and play different sports. And um, if he's not good at one, keep working on it, or you know, pick another sport up until you find a passion. And um, you know, I think I had two passions in both sports, and I was. I, mean, I guess my parents were lucky enough that I never wanted to not play those sports. So. And we'll, we'll get you out of here on this one. I mean, you mentioned uh, fatherhood coming along yeah. here. Next time we get you on, we'll probably be talking <laughs> dad stuff. But uh, just how, how's the baby prep going? It's good. Um, she's do, she's a trooper. She's doing good. Um, she's getting bigger now. It's it's coming you know closer and closer every day. And every you know road trip, I feel like we miss a lot. And mm. um, but she's growing and she's excited. And uh, we're excited to you know start a family. And um, you know I think he's he's close to you know he wants to come out and see his dad play. Mm. So I think that's what we're waiting for. And hey. I mean you, got, you already got like Cousy's baby and Lombie's baby. There's some a little bit of older protection there as well. Like there's gonna be a crew for for the kid to slide into. There'll be a crew, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and taking it taking it onto the ice, different kind of preparation. These games down the stretch. What is the the biggest, I guess, mindset approach? The biggest thing you have to take into account going into these big games as you take them one at a time. Yeah, I think as a team, we know our strengths. You know what it takes to to win in this league and to be a good team for full sixty minutes and. Um, at this point, it's it's all about the rest. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you want to get out there and skate and make sure you're on it, but um, make sure guys are getting home, getting you know a lot of fluids and um, the right things in their body, and just resting for you know make make sure they're mentally you know ready and um, they're sleeping right, and uh, make sure you know come seven o'clock or whatever the time the games are you're ready to step on and, you know, play the best you can. Big thanks once again, Panthers defenseman Brandon Montour for stopping by the Territory Talk podcast this week. Join Jamison Olive and me this week, and you can find the full episode floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk or wherever you get your podcast. Territory Talk, the official Panthers podcast, as always, presented by Baptist Health. Well, that about does it for this episode of the Panthers Insider Show. Thanks to Ben Raby for stopping by last segment, chatting about tonight's matchup, Panthers and the Washington Capitals. By the way, 7 o'clock puck drop, 6.30 Panthers preview on the radio network, 96.5 WPOW FM HD2. That's where to listen if you're in Miami-Dade and Broward counties. If you're tuned in from the Palm Beaches, 12.30 The Gambler, 100.3 Thunder in the Florida Keys. You can find a Sirius XM channel 219 or channel 932 on your Sirius XM app. You can also listen on the NHL app. Makes it so easy to tune in to every Panthers game. I'm Doug Plagans. Thanks again for being with us this morning. This has been the Panthers Insider Show right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.